0: The Business Growth Podcast by legendary entrepreneur Dan Bradbury gives you the best strategies to grow a profitable, sustainable company that isn't dependent on you. Whether it be how to hire and lead a world class team, business finance, marketing, time management, growth through acquisition, or maximizing your company's value before you exit, this podcast is for you. And now, your host for the Business Growth Podcast, Dan Bradbury. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Dan Bradbury's Podcast. Um, first question we're coming up with is from Heather. Dan, how do I decide where to invest to get the fastest growth in my business? It's a good, good question, Heather. And um, contrary to what my friend Lisa might tell you, um, uh, the quote, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room, hmm. uh, didn't come from her. I actually got it first from uh, my friend Jay Abraham. Yeah. I think I can mark genius. I.e., his point is it's always be learning. Mm-hmm. And so, to answer your question specifically, Heather, I'd say, first of all, grow what? I think to answer the question, you've got to define the question. People say, oh, I want to grow my business. Well, do you want to grow sales or grow profit? People have this assumption that growing sales equals growing profit, and it doesn't. Chances are, if you're watching this video, if you've been in business five years, but certainly if you've been in business 10, you've had a year when your revenue's gone up, but your profit's gone down, right? And most people that have been in business 10 years, had a year where the revenue's gone down and the profit's gone up, right? So, so, so that that it's not necessarily correlated. So the first question is, what are you growing? Um, I actually had a business uh, once where it had about one point six million in revenue. Mm-hmm. It had about a twenty five percent profit uh, margin, net profit margin. So it was making about four hundred grand. And over the over about a twelve month period, I grew it by. Almost fifty percent. I grew up to two point eight five million. So just shy, mm-hmm. annoyingly shy of fifty percent growth. Uh, but the profit on that two point eight five million was was only two hundred and fifty. Right. So it, it, in other words, my revenue grew by 1.25, one and a quarter million, but my profit dropped by a hundred and fifty grand. In other mm-hmm. words, it dropped by uh, twelve thousand pounds a month. It costs you to have a bigger business. Correct. Um, and as my dad said to me at the time, he said, son, that takes a special kind of stupid. <laughs> so so um, I, I think we'll be kind of about what it is you're trying to grow. Um, and also, ever interesting in your terminology was uh, fastest. You know, faster growth isn't always better. Yes. Typically, when a company grows <clears throat> really quickly and has a really great year, it's followed by a terrible year. Mm. Um, and I don't think that's... Um, uh, like a good year, bad year, good year, bad year, but normally because they do all the things that grow, but then it's unsustainable. Yes. So then they have all the setbacks. So I I, I think you need to think all that through. But given all that, I will tell you now, um, if, if you're allowing for those uh, variations, I'll tell you, if I look at my different businesses that I've had over the years, and I look at the periods when they had the fastest growth, assuming that the business succeeded, i.e. didn't fail, and, and it was sustained over time. The periods of fastest growth, Ed, uh, all have one of two things in common. Okay. One is a strategic partnership, and second is an acquisition. So either I've, I've partnered with somebody to kind okay. of cross-promote, or they promoted me, or I promoted them, or we somehow JV'd on something, mm-hmm. um, or I've acquired a company, or merged with a company, allowed for the fastest growth. And I think that um, uh, the way to think about that, Heather, is that the, the best ideas come from outside of yourself. Yes. Right? Uh, like, if you already knew how to do it, you would have done it already. Yeah. And, and so uh, it's true in any industry, by the way, that normally true innovation doesn't come from inside the industry. It's normally an outsider coming in that brings new ideas from a different industry. It might yes. even be common practice in the other industry but it's not common practice in this one and it disrupts the whole thing so when I think of periods of not linear growth but geometric growth compounded growth it, it, it's come from an innovation that's normally come from outside myself right which is why I'm a fan of you know filling my head with different ideas you know success stories you know there's Shoe Dog over there there's uh, the book Maverick there's book Tycoon there's all kinds of books around here um, or, or from great business minds to Ideas, stimulus, input, attending events, mastermind programs, mentors. It's all um, uh, inputs because what got you here to where you are now, Heather, won't get you to where you want to be. So a couple of examples to illustrate Mm -hmm. the point. In my earliest days in the kind of consulting, teaching, marketing space, Mm -hmm. I was working with NLP professionals. And my content was good, but I needed to know how do I find more customers. And I said, who has... Uh, access to the, no well, he's got the largest database of NLP professionals uh, and it was somebody uh, called Jamie Small who wrote some of the books on this shelf actually even though he's no longer in the NLP space um, and uh, so he's a great author but at that time he's in, he had a large database and I went to Jamie and figured out a way that I could help him with his marketing mm-hmm. in, in exchange for him promoting my stuff and at that time, the business I had when I was just starting out was in my early 20s. It had maybe 40, 50 customers. Jamie sent out one email mm-hmm. and within 48 hours, I had over 800 new customers buy a product. Wow. Mass leverage. And it came from um, a strategic alliance, a partnership because he knew how to do something that I didn't. He could get me in front of a large number of people. Um, second story, uh, when I was... Uh, preparing a company for exit. the company was too dependent on me it was a marketing agency Mm. and it was too dependent upon me and I wanted to sell it Mm -hmm. and a mentor said to me look Dan you're going to really struggle to sell this because it's too dependent upon you you really need to put an MD in place but you know that's inherently risky and uh, it can be done yeah and so his advice was look given his expertise which was in mergers and acquisitions was you need to go and buy a similar business merge the two together mm-hmm. and make the MD of that other company the, the MD of the combined entity. And you can step back and just be kind of uh, chairman emeritus, as it were. And that's exactly what I did. And then the combined entity was sold for a much larger amount of money, which meant that the, 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 the then-MD got mm-hmm. paid and rewarded, I got rewarded, and we both got rewarded more than we would have been in isolation. The point was the solution came outside of myself, i.e., the MD was the solution, but the idea, the impetus (laughs) for getting that comes from outside of myself. You know, that's the advantage of masterminds. Of course. Quicker speed to solution. How do Mm. you get around the smartest business mind possible? Um, And another one was uh, when I had um, uh, I had a a pretty large seminar business that used to do big conferences in London every quarter. Um, I uh, was looking for money for growth. And to really scale up and get the big-name speakers on board, actually, I'm that's how I got JABAM on board, and we subsequently became friends, was uh, I went to an American software company that was looking for penetration for that market, and they had the money. So, in effect, they sponsored the events, which gave us the capital to grow. The events were bigger and better. They got promoted. They sold their software. And I got all the other benefits of uh, from the ticket sales and the customers from that business. So, those three examples, Heather, are all examples of strategic partnerships um, or acquisitions. and But, really, at root cause behind that, it's getting around the right people, getting around um, people that can solve your problem. Uh, you're only ever one phone call away from solving any business problem you've got, you know? your network is your net worth, tra la la but I like to think of it. As said by Jay Abraham, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the, wrong, in the room. wrong room. Hope that helps. Brilliant, thanks, Dan. If you've liked this video, click below, subscribe, like, leave comments, and we will get your questions answered. Thank you, goodbye.